It's time for New Wine, hosted by Father Timothy Foy and produced by Cassock Media. Father Foy is the sort of homilist you'd love to have in your parish. With a mixture of logic, reason, and humor, Father Foy knows how to get the Catholic Church's teachings across to the common man in a way everybody can enjoy. Now here's Father Foy. Well, Merry Christmas to all of you. You know, Christmas, one of the things about it is we have all these lists. Maybe everybody has a Christmas list, either things you want or people you got to shop for. And I think the most famous Christmas list, at least my heart, is the list we just read of all the names in that gospel. And, I, you know, I know we're kind of quick, but I figured maybe you were trying to avoid that list, which maybe why you came today. Like, I'll go, you know, today we won't hear it, but you, you heard it anyway. So, you know, I think partly for that list, it's a great list, wonderful, but for us, you know, today in the 20th century... Maybe kind of a lot of it just goes right in one ear and out the other. And so I thought maybe of another list. Like if it was, you found somewhere in Scripture that said, oh, said to you, George Washington was president before Adams and Jefferson, Madison Monroe before Jackson, Jackson before Van Buren, Harrison, Tyler, Polk, Taylor, Fillmore, Pierce, and Buchanan. Lincoln served during the Civil War and freed the slaves before being assassinated. Johnson, Grant, Hayes, Garfield, who was assassinated, Arthur Cleveland McKinley, who was assassinated, Teddy Roosevelt, who was not a bear, but for whom the teddy bear was named, Taft, Wilson, Harding, Coolidge, Hoover, Franklin Roosevelt, who was president during Pearl Harbor and the beginning of World War II, Truman, the only president from Missouri, Eisenhower, Kennedy, who was assassinated, Lyndon Johnson, Nixon, Ford, Carter, Reagan, George Bush, Clinton, George W. Bush, Obama, and Trump. And if we went through all those names, well, we did. You know, you have no doubt, I'm sure, of which country those men, you know, what they led. We know that it's the United States of America that's speaking, you know, to us, to people who are in some ways, we're connected to them. And the Jewish audience, uh, originally hearing this gospel today, in a very similar way, they would have known all those names. And they would have recognized that Matthew, the gospel writer, is tying Jesus Christ, all these kings, all these patriarchs, which they knew because he was part of their family tree now. The difference between that Jewish audience and us, at least one difference, is that because Jesus Christ is our brother, you know, and we're his brothers and sisters, then that original, really long, ancient, strange Hebrew uh, lineage it actually belongs to us too. That we have all become sons and daughters of Abraham through Jesus Christ. Still, why does Matthew take the trouble to put all this stuff in there, this lineage? You know, I would say it's because he wants to demonstrate that these, these men and women that are called not only to join Jesus Christ, which they are, Jesus Christ, of course, calling them to join him. But he has a claim on them. They are his family. He is the new king. He is the king of all of that. He's the one that was all going towards, pointing towards. He's the center of the, all of human history. He's, you know, if he's a part of their family, well, they're his family. And not just one or two of the Jews, but the whole lot of them. You know, and interestingly enough, if we are members of Christ, which indeed we are, then we have a claim on those Jewish brothers and sisters as well. St. Paul says, in Christ, there is neither Jew nor Greek, slave nor free. 
Christ is one smart baby. I'll tell you why. He is because you know, he comes as an infant, and we can see in that that he's innocent. He's an innocent baby. I mean, they all are innocent, at least from personal sin. We can see that in Christ. Just imagine for a moment, if Jesus had come like a 45-year-old guy, 45-year-old man, poof, you know, he comes down from heaven or something like that, and uh, we're supposed to believe that he's free of sin. Now, if you didn't see his arrival, you'd be, at least I'd be thinking, ah, 45-year-old guy, I think he's got some kind of backstory. There's some kind of history we didn't see, and uh, 45, yeah, he's, he's sin. You know, he, that's just what, that's kind of the human way. Or we actually believe that, you know, we saw him maybe descend from the heavens, like, oh, yeah, you're here, you're a God, you are the 45-year-old Jesus Christ, the Messiah for us, wow, this is awesome. Uh, but if you live 45 years here on earth, the first 45 years, you would have sinned. That's what we do. We're good at it. I'm pretty sure, you know, you kind of had a, you know, kind of a head start, right? By just kind of coming down 45 years in. If you were down here with us, you'd be tarnished. Just like any of our presidents, you know, walk into the White House, 45 years old, no matter how clean they are, they got a past, they got a history, you know, so do I. We all do. You know, Christ coming as this infant, and then it's just brilliant. I, I Honestly, we didn't do this, uh, but I thought about it. Put a little bit of like camouflage eye paint on Jesus, little baby Jesus. Because he just he infiltrates and he's so he's so uh, sly. You know, basically being free of personal sin, that might not seem like a big thing, but living a whole human life, demonstrating from his infancy, you know, taking our sins upon himself, dying for our sins at the cross, but living a whole human life free of it. He takes Innocence, which we see most easily, you know, is in his infancy. He weaponizes it. He weaponizes it. And what I mean by that is that is our that's our our way of fighting sin is through starting off innocent and then getting innocent again. He, he makes it possible for us to take up his innocence. That's what happened when all of us were joined to him at baptism. We're all joined to his innocence, as innocent as he is. And then when we when we do sin, we fail in battle, you know, we can get up again and go to confession and start over again. That is that is what unites the body of Christ is this is this holiness flowing from Jesus Christ, from his innocence he's given to us to take up. You know, Jesus himself he says that we're supposed to be as wise as serpents. You know, we've seen this sin. We've seen evil. We've seen it come at us before, but as innocent as doves, and I dare say as babies. One thing about babies is they might pout, but they generally don't fight each other. You don't see, like, baby wrestling matches because they wouldn't do anything. All right? And, like, honestly, if you know, a little bit later in the life, still, if you want to get something done, find some way to motivate Children, because if you bring children together and you give them a common goal, and they're actually motivated towards, you'll find no other group of people more single-minded in their in their attack on it until they are victorious. Our goal is quite simple: it's to get to heaven together, united. But we're only going to do that if we have that weapon of innocence. 
You know, we have to get rid of the sins, the things that divide us. Sure, sin divides us from God, absolutely. But it also divides us from one another. And we have to, we have to basically let go of our sin to take up the hands of our brothers and sisters. You know, to see those with fresh eyes. Uh, look into a nativity scene. Children are awesome. That's where we, you know, they, they, they're drawn to them. And honestly, the one outside, I'm really happy that I've just been the best Christmas of ever because of the nativity scene outside. But before Christmas season is over, I hope that you get out there and don't just walk up close to it. Get underneath it. Go inside of it. Look around at, at, and consider how you are in Bethlehem. Not physically, but spiritually. And consider how when Christ came, it wasn't a rosy picture out there. Augustus Caesar had just become the first emperor of the known world, the emperor of the Roman Empire. And he wasn't exactly uh, nice. You know, the reason why Joseph and Mary had to make that trek from Nazareth all the way to Bethlehem when she was about to give birth was because of the whim of Augustus Caesar hundreds of thousands of miles away in Rome. That kind of capricious, ironclad power, nobody had any conception that it would ever change. It seemed like it was just devastatingly fixed. You know, and if they wanted a local flavor, it got worse. They were ruled over by King Herod as his little local kid. Herod was a murderous thug. He didn't even respect, not in a true way, the lineage. He wasn't himself even part of the people of God, the holy people of the Jewish faith. That was the scene Christ came into. Ours may not seem always rosy either. But for 20 centuries, for 20 centuries, he's weaponized innocence. He's given it to us. And he's made us not only brothers and sisters, but whether you're one years old or 99 years old, He's made you a child of God. You know, if children clump together, get together, work together, you know, with a common goal, that's why he calls us children of God, that we might do the same thing. That they had this ability, the early Christians, they would see everybody as a brother and sister, and they saw the people who were their enemies as their potential friends, and they won them over. You know, the manger scene, especially ours outside, might seem snug. We tried to all get underneath it. But for 20 centuries... The whole church down the line has been able to fit under the same star of Bethlehem. The story continues. The story that is all our story from way back joined to your stories. You know, and he brings them all together through Joseph and Mary in the Holy Spirit. Christ reconciles man and woman. In the shepherds and the wise men we have an example of this unity of the Jews and the Gentiles. He calls every nation, including the United States of America, to remain united, but also to love every other nation. For all our stories meet in Jesus Christ, who has given us a fresh start. This has been New Wine with Father Timothy Foy. If you've enjoyed what Father had to say, please write a review at Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you download your podcasts. And remember to tune in tomorrow for the next episode of New Wine.